It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs R&R Podcast. Uh, My name's Ryan and I'll be your host for the next, uh, let's say, 30 minutes or so. And I'm joined as ever by the, uh, the regular Rob. Rob, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, mate. Uh, shame about those Warriors, but um, we go on. Yeah, not not the Warriors week, but um, I mean, jumping straight into it. Speaking of uh, people, it's who wasn't their week. The North Queensland Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. I don't know how much of this game you saw, mate, but um, it was a it was a bit of a crime. It was there were some war crimes committed here. Um, it was just atrocious from the Cowboys, and honestly, just watching it, I was getting really mad just because of like. How bad the effort was. Um, there was two. There was two occasions that really stuck out to me here for the Cowboys, and it was one. Um, Chad Townsend in the first half, he had um, he had he got the passed out the ball to the right side, and he was looking for someone to pass it on to. And like Nanai and Hiko were standing ten meters behind him, so he just had to take the tackle himself. And he gets up and he's blowing deluxe. And then the second one that really just did my head in again on the right side was Nico Hines's try. So he mm. put in. Um, he put up that little chip uh, and there was zero pressure on him from like Nanai and Hiku. Like none of them were coming up on him to put any pressure on the kick. So he was able to take it right to the line. And then when he put the kick on, none of them tracked back either. And then it just left Scott Drinkwater isolated. Obviously he made the error, but like there was no one there to, uh, you know, if, if someone tracks back, at least there's a chance you end up with the ball and not Nico Hines. And yeah, it was just really disgusting areas and like it was just the complete opposite of what we've seen from the Cowboys last year like last year they really excelled in these effort areas and this just seems like there's something seriously wrong here and um yeah this this game really reminded me of um the the Talakai game last year against Manly how like it wasn't like Talakai really did anything spectacular it was more the the opposition just being so poor and I think it was a bit of a case with that with Nico Hines here racking up a massive 95 um and didn't really even have to do that much. It was more just the opposition being so ridiculously poor. But, yeah, no, look, obviously a, a great trade-in. I think there's going to be a few people scrambling to get Hines in. Um, Rob, what, what are your plans here around Nico Hines? It looks like he's just got the ball on a string at the moment. Yeah, it was it was a really tough uh, watch, that one, as a, as a non-owner. Um, and I think everyone that I talked to that didn't have Hines was just like, oh no, how are we going to get Hines next week? Um, because it's just, it's just kind of accelerated our plans, right? Um, we all, we'd all kind of thought about going Murray to um, Hines, but I'm sure we'll get to Murray, but Murray's just been really disappointing. Um, so it seems like that trade is potentially one that a lot of people will be thinking of doing. Um, and the thing with Hines is just the, because he's been so much better than all the other potential captains, um, it's just, uh, it's just really hard to not own him, I think. Um, and even if he plays Origin, like he's only good, probably going to miss one game, right? Um, so, yeah, I think it's an absolute fill up. I think we need to try and get him in ASAP. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, look, I completely understand. Like me as a head-to-head player, it hasn't really affected me at all yet just because none of my opponents have had him. Um, mm. Lucy, Lucy's side, she's an overall player. She brought Hines in this week, traded out Payne Haas, and, um, yeah, she, she's pretty happy about that. She's up to 19th overall, so she's flying up the ranks. Um, outside of that, I mean, in this game, um, from the Cowboys side of it, like Reese Robson, like just he's been a little bit underwhelming. He just made a stack of tackles in this game to get to 50 um, Scott Drinkwater was actually pretty impressive, I thought, in this game. Um, to put up a 41 for a fullback in a complete blowout, he seemed to have his hands on the ball quite a bit. Um, obviously, Chad Townsend got injured, so he had to take up a little bit more of the kick- kicking duties in this game. Uh, he's looking like a decent overall option for round 13. Um yeah, other than other than Scott Drinkwater, there's not a lot of positives from this side. Like obviously Jeremiah Nano is now suspended for four weeks. Um so potentially Helam Lukey becomes a buy if he's back in the next week or two, potentially. Yeah. I think um Granville was pretty disappointing, obviously. Um but a lot of negatives uh isn't gonna help him because he doesn't really add anything on the offensive side. <laughs> so um oh. if he's if he's getting negatives, they're just kind of taking away from his base, which uh, isn't massive, but the minutes were good. So, um, yeah, 
it's just yeah we don't know well, hopefully those minutes continue with um Nanai going out and Luki coming back um and I don't know when when is um Tomalolo back a couple of weeks still yeah I think about round 10 or sorry round 12 I want to say round 11 mm. round 12 um and, oh God, I, I guess the other big negative talking point from this game was uh, Ruben Cotter. Only 35 minutes, 22 oh. points. So i got no idea what's going on there. I, I guess maybe Todd Payton's just like, wrap this one up. No point putting him, keeping him out there when we get him toweled up, save him for the middle of the, the season. But, yeah, geez, I don't know. He's he's going to be cheap, though. Um, yeah, it just felt like the end of an NBA game, you know, when they pull off all their starters and, and just yeah. admit defeat. And that's nothing we saw from Todd Payton last year. Like, he really just had his boys humming, and it's just such a shame that they're not really doing that. But anyway, yeah. Sharks are a good team. They are, they are, they definitely are, and they've got the, the Dolphins coming up this week. And um, I've got, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Lockie from the Instagram DMs. He was in the DMs uh, two weeks ago asking me about uh, Talakai as a potential buy. And um, I had a look at him and because he was priced at about 500K or something at the time and he hadn't scored a try yet this year. So he was looking at Talakai and um, I told him to go into Talakai. I was like, mate, go into it, take a punt, have a risk. And um, he's, he's laughing this week. He, he told me if uh, Talakai scores over 60, I've got to give him a shout out. So there you go, Lockie. Oh, yeah. Enjoy Good your Talakai you, 63, mate. Good job, mate. See, you know, sometimes you need to live dangerously, as Mark likes to say. He does, honestly. Uh, <laughs> now, the uh, the only half better than Nico Hines is uh, Mitch Moses, mate. The, the, oh, he updated over 100. That's phenomenal. Yeah, 103. And, geez, there were some uh, just complete blowouts to start this week. It was a little bit of a low-quality round. But started. we, we got uh, the Knights and the Eels on Friday night. And, yeah, I don't know what happened to the Knights. This was, again, like uh, they sort of reverted back to – the old nights where the effort was just gone and, um, yeah, the, the attacking players just all – there was just a million uh, line breaks. Um, and, the, yeah, the Eels ran wild. Mitch Moses, a huge 103. Uh, he's corrected his break even well and truly now and, yeah, looking like a great round 13 option if you need uh, a keeper half. And same with Dylan Brown, finally put up something that wasn't a mid-40 <laughs> score. Mm. Um yeah, obviously we're mainly head-to-head players, but, I mean, would you be looking at a Dylan Brown if you're an overall player, Rob? Yeah, there's been some chat about um, Dylan Brown or even Mitchell Moses as, like, a potential Sean Johnson swap. And, uh, I mean, Sean Johnson plays 13, but I just don't know if Sean Johnson has the ceiling of the other two. Um, I don't know. It feels slightly sideways to me at this point, but... It's certainly interesting um, with the Eels going into a relatively soft part of the draw as well um, and the Warriors kind of going through their classic like dip in the season with um, a lot of injuries and a lot of really tough games. Warriors have got Penrith coming up next as well, although Penrith have lost to the lowly Tigers, so what can we really <laughs> say about them? Yeah, mate, uh, no, the Wise juggernaut, they'll, they'll, they'll bounce back, don't worry. You mean um, Widamu Greg was good, good areas? Yeah, so I um, <laughs> we we said on the Tuesday pod last week that we wanted to see a week with Greg, and I decided to pull the trigger early, just given Ryan Madison was the laid out, another little you know kicking the balls for those who had had Matu. But um, yeah, Greg was good, forty one in forty four minutes, which is exactly what we wanted to see. I was pretty confident Greg would get forty four minutes, like you know, get over forty minutes this week with Matto out. The real wild card is now what happens when Matto's back in the side. Um, but he, he did look good. I thought he looked a little bit, uh, I don't know, just constantly tired for the entire mm. stint. But he still pumped out a good score, got big meters. Um, yeah, so exactly what you want to see for a 250K prop. And definitely one, I think, to stick on uh, potential buy list this week. But we'll see what team lists look like on Tuesday. But speaking of uh, of middles, mate, Jermaine Hopgod. 86 points, 74 minutes. Obviously, a, yeah, obviously a huge winner with Matto out, but um, with Regan Campbell-Gillard still gone, Junior Paulo and Origin Chance, um, yeah, he's looking like a potential buy again, isn't he, <laughs> after we all got off a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, it's looking like, um, I don't know, something like Tapane back to Hopgood looks pretty good. Or, you know, someone, someone I, obviously there's some other medals that we'll talk about later, but... Um, yeah, he feels that he's a jewel. Um, he's going to get pretty big minutes. We, Yeah, we don't know exactly what his role is going to be with Meadow back, um, but it, it seems like he played the Meadow role 
this week, certainly, with, you know, the 70-plus minutes. Um, yeah, no, he was excellent. Um, well done to anyone that's kept him out of necessity or anyone, indeed, that brought him back last week. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think he was a bad sell a few weeks ago. You just you, you can't really predict Campbell Gillard getting injured and Matto getting the flu, but it's it certainly seems like he's going to be getting at least 60 minutes moving forward without Campbell Gillard in the side. Um, what else for the Eels do we have here? Sean Lane, a little bit underwhelming, 42 and 80, but I wouldn't be too panicked with that. The attack was just going the opposite edge that um, that Knight's left edge just got completely destroyed and the man who was the linchpin in that left edge was Caitlin Ponga, who was uh, barely looking like he was going to get to zero at one at some stage, but he finished on nine in 80 minutes. Just yeah, really, really bad. Uh, 20 points in negatives. Um, man. Yeah, I, uh, he's on a. The, the Knights are on a buy this week, so I guess they've got a week to figure it out. But um, yeah, not great areas there. Um, there were some positives though for the Knights. Tyson Frizzell still put up a good score, fifty and eighty minutes in a complete flogging. And Dane Gagod, the Gagod is back. My favourite centre of twenty twenty one, sixty five points. Uh, he just keeps doing it every week. He's averaging fifty six yeah. on the year. He's over seven hundred k. Obviously, he's got you know two buys coming up, and he's going to play Origin, so we can't touch him. But God damn, <laughs> dang gay guy. I just. Yeah, without a try as well. Just, and with five missed tackles. Like, that's a really phenomenal um, yeah. fantasy score. Just, you know, seven tackle busts, two line break assists, a try assist. It's, yeah, he's he's awesome, right? But the, this, this kind of happens every year, right? There's a there's a center, and it's usually dang gay guy who, like, goes on this run, and then we can't touch them because they play Origin or they have, you know, a bad overall schedule. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's two percent owned for, and no, and no one's got him, but he's he's great. Jeez, yeah, I miss owning him. Twenty twenty one was so fun. Jeez, um, oh, not much else from this game. Lockie Miller, forty points in a blowout. You'll you'll take that for sure. I think you take um, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take that and run. Um, Crossland got benched, but still got the minutes. Just not great, but yeah, not much else from this game. I don't think we're talking about. Let's move on to the late game. We had Souths over the Broncos, thirty-two to six. The Broncos had their first tougher game in a while, obviously doing it without Haas and Ezra Mam. But yeah, just put to the sword here by this Campbell Graham and Latrell Mitchell uh, led side, and I reckon those are two blokes who are going to have sky blue jerseys in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, geez, just yeah, great stuff from the usual suspects here: Latrell, Cody Walker. Um, I mean, even Cam Murray was the fourth best scorer for Souths, but yeah, just not great. 45 points in 70 minutes. Got Sinbind in the first 10 minutes as well, which is, yeah, just doesn't awesome. help. Great. Mm. Yeah, no, not at all. He had, what, uh, 17 points in negatives all up. Yeah, just awful. Um, I mean, we're both Cam Murray owners. We were saying on the Tuesday pod that, you know, that we were going to hold. Um, we thought he had a big game coming and we got the complete opposite of that with the sin bidding. Um, how are you feeling now, mate? What's the temperature on Cam Murray at uh, Irregular Rob HQ? I know we talked about this quite a lot in that how he actually lost his points year on year, but just watching him just doesn't feel like he's just something, something's missing with him. Um, and I can't quite put my finger on it um, statistically, but yeah, I, I want to eat him to the moon. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you know, the dust will settle, and I'll have a look on Tuesday. But um, yeah, it's quite tempting to go like Murray and Tapene to Hines and you know someone. Um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to know. Mids mids just really interesting this year, isn't it? With um, Haas being the clear best, and and you know Isaiah Yo, and but now there seems to be these kind of mid range guys like uh, Horsburgh. Um, Maybe Vitella Mariner. Um, is he actually a mid, Vitella Mariner, or is he just an edge? Oh, geez, he should be a mid, but uh, who knows what what fan anyway, does. Um, it's just the mid position is just all over the place, um, and uh, it just seems. I know we all started with the big mid strategy, <laughs> but it's kind of like Haas and Daylight at the moment, um, and like uh, Jack DeBellin as well was really really good in that last game. Uh, it just is feeling harder and harder to justify having such an expensive guy that's going to be playing Origin. That's kind of his role's kind of changed, and like he played seventy minutes. And I get it; there was a Simbin, um, but you know he would have been. I don't. I don't even know what he would have got. It's it's infuriating to me, Cam Murray, because he's so yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, even if you say, let's say he had a ten minute 
sub instead of the Symbian role. Like that's still a 52 in 70 minutes, which is, it's fine, but it's not really what you want, is it? You're more hoping for the 60 plus when you've got a, an elite gun middle playing 70 minutes, aren't you? Um, I mean, like my plan preseason was always to trade him in round 13 when Origin began. Yeah, and me too. It's just look, yeah, it's just looking like, you're, I mean, you're right. It's just looking like, well, why not just pull the trigger on that now um, before he drops a bit of money? Like you, you could miss out on a boom game for certainly, but if you are trading him to another guy who could have a boom game, um, I, I don't think it's a bad move, but I, there's probably a discussion for Tuesday anyway. Mm. Um, what else do we have from this game? It was pretty no, Patola low. was quite bad as well. Yeah, it was a bit of a low-scoring sort of game. I, I, I'm not too disheartened from Totola, 35 in 45 minutes. I, I more just wanted to see the minutes, um, mm. and I think they'll, it's basically what I wanted. I think he'll increase that, get closer to 50. Um, his break-even's going to he's, he's be about 450K with a break-even in the low 50, so I think he's massively on the watch list. If he gets yep. um, you know closer to 50 minutes most weeks, he's going to be an absolute roaring buy, especially with Cam Murray going into the Origin camp as well. So, yeah, definitely yep. look at him for maybe round 11, round 12 potentially. Um, sort of that for the Bunnies, probably not a whole lot else. Um, Jairo's minutes host. were way down. Yeah, host wasn't completely awful. The ghost, yep. There was a yeah. ghost sighting. <laughs> Casper, he's been found. Um, yep. Thirty-one and fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is what you wanted um, for the Broncos. Pat Carrigan, another good score, fifty-six in eighty minutes. Um, good job, anyone who held on to him. Uh, and then, I mean, really, with Haas, yeah, there's not much fantasy relevant going on. Um, Reese Walsh had another below-average score, eighteen yeah, in eighty very, minutes. Very bad. Yeah, um, but I mean, you're going to get that from Walsh. Like we talked about this, um, like you know, when Walsh originally came up. Given the lack of base stats for him this year, with no kicking or goal kicking, uh, he is going to have these games, especially if the Broncos do get put to the sword. So um, yeah, I wouldn't panic I too needs much. The, um, needs the try involvements, doesn't he? Like, mm. it feels like th- they have been perhaps overperforming this year, the Broncos, and he's been a pretty integral part to that. Um, but yeah, you're right. The base stats just dry up when they're not scoring points, as opposed to someone like Reynolds, who kind of can score points even if they get smashed. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If he doesn't, yeah, you're right. Like if he doesn't get those try involvements, it's just it's it's no good. And um, they have had a very soft run up until this point. Like I think they've played just about every team in the bottom six or seven sides until the bunnies and. So it gets a little bit tougher now, but yeah, I, I guess the main concern with Walsh is with Ponga just having an absolute stinker. Is Walsh now the front runner for the Queensland one jersey? Like that's what I'd be Certainly concerned with, about. Um, AJ Brimson going down as well. It really yeah. seems like it's Walsh or Ponga, and I just don't think you can pick Ponga right out of like playing out of position, but playing that mm-hmm. poorly. Like at least Walsh has shown glimpses of um, being good this year. <laughs> like we haven't seen anything from yeah. Ponga any even close to how good he was and, for Queensland last year. So, and, and the thing is, like, he's on a bye this week too. So he's only got two games to really prove himself. He's got the Titans in round 11 and then Cronulla in round 12. And I'm like, geez, that game could be a... Yeah, a, you've a, got to think it's Walsh. It's the prohibitive favourite at this stage. But yeah. hard to know what um, Billy's thinking. Yeah, that's true. Um, anything else for the Broncos you think worth mentioning or do we move on? No, I don't think so. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Saturday where we had another Dolphins comeback. The Raiders 31, Dolphins 30, just fell a little bit short this time. And, mate, who was calling in the con man? Not me. Connolly oh. Lemuelu. <laughs> 90 points. It's 90 unbelievable. Points. Did, you have that? Did you have that on your bingo card this week? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, geez. Not in my wildest dreams. I'm so happy. What That was incredible. And just like I had to play um, – Nicarima as well, like, because Granville was so awful. Um, and then Cody Nicarima was excellent as well. Like, you know, the, the link up to Connolly um, got the two try assists to the Limuelu tries. Um, it just was, yeah, it was a good game. I just, yeah. Well, oh, 90 points. Back to back what a fill up. Oh, mate, huge, huge. And speaking of huge, the next best score in this game, I've been singing his name for about three weeks now, Corey Horsburgh, 77 points Ooh. in 71 minutes. It seems like Ricky's just persisting with this 70-minute lock. Um, and if this is – I mean, obviously the wild card is Ricky. Like, you, you just don't know what Ricky's going to do week in, week out. But if this is going to be the case, and, like, this is a big reason why 
tarp, why I sold tarp and A is that, you know, with a 70 minute lock, it's just sort of nerves his ceiling. Um, is Horsborough on your list for next week? Are you willing to take a punt on the, on the big red fire engine? Yeah, I think so. I think Tarpane has to go now. Like, if he's only going to be playing 50 minutes in a Golden Point <laughs> game. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they had to get to Golden Point for him to even get to 50 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think we have to seriously consider Horsburgh. Um How many minutes, like how many weeks now is that with big minute scores? Um, uh, that's, I think that's three weeks in a row because yeah. they had the buy in round eight. So, yeah, but, three yeah, rounds. No, he's row. just looked really good. But the offloads, eh? Like the start of that mm-hmm. game, just looking at them offloading, I was licking my lips thinking, oh, maybe Tapani might actually get one. Uh, he got one. <laughs> it, was, it was not the five that the the horse got. Um, so, yeah, no, I think we have to seriously consider him. He's one of the um, mid-range mids um, to have a look at. And he plays 13 as well. Uh, is it just a straight swap for Tuppany if you're a if you're a Tuppany owner? Um, it could be. Potentially. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you get your round 13 you know, situation covered, you bank a little bit of cash and you're getting someone playing 20 minutes extra a game. Like, I don't know, that, that whole Tarpany situation is so weird that um, the Dolphins are blowing down the doors uh, on the on Canberra, coming back in the game and you've got your best middle forward sitting on the bench until the 65th minute. It just, it, it boggles the mind. Like, are you keeping him fresh for Golden Point? Like, what are you doing? It just, at no point did it make sense to me, but also just galvanised the fact that Sticky is a maniac, and I don't want any part of it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why I kept him, to be honest. I knew this would happen, um, but it just oh, it didn't make sense to me at the time. Um, but now I'm well and truly done. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be games where Tapane will play more minutes than this, but oh, it's hard to see when they'll be if they're not, if they're not this one that yeah. are actually on the line where he's just warming the bench. It's almost like he's got, like, Sticky has to pay him a bonus if he plays more than 50 minutes. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's maybe shocking. he's, got, yeah, like a, he's the, got a contract bonus. If he, uh, yeah, it's like that Aaron Rodgers one, you know, where he has to play like 65% of games or something. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, wow. Well. Furious. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Hudson Young, 59, another good score. Great if you got yeah, him. Probably getting, a, yeah, probably getting a little bit too expensive now, I'd say. Uh, Marshall King bounced back with a 57. Um, yeah, Tarpany 47 and discussed him. Um, yeah, and we're finally seeing some money on the uh, Cody Nicarima investment. You touched on him with the Lemuelu tries for, uh, 43 points this week. Um, Milford played reserve grade um, up in Rockhampton, so good signs for Nicarima. He's gonna make about what 40 to 50k this week, have a negative break even. So, yeah, finally seeing some returns. I'll tell you what, I was uh I was feeling a little bit um, upset when he got Sinbin that first week we bought him. But, uh, yeah, since then, he's, he's bounced back pretty nicely, hasn't he? Mm, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty slow run. I think last week was the first week he made any cash. Um, yeah. But this week, he'll certainly start to make um, some more cash. And, yeah, he looked really good with Limuelu. I think that's a nice little connection that's forming. Um, kind of like, yeah, Limuelu just ran some good lines. Um, and that left edge looked great. So, yeah, I think um, Katoa had a kind of lower game, um, but kind of still had all the kick meters, um, which is nice to see. And I'm sure he'll do, yeah, he'll kind of have games like this, won't he? He's still making slowish money, which is fine. Yeah, 32 points. I, I, he seems like a f- pretty safe 30 now. Mm. Like with um, with Milford and O'Sullivan gone, he's a he's basically a walk-up 30 most weeks. He's probably getting close to peaking. Um you know, like he might be one I look at straight swapping for Totola in a week or two, like maybe round 11, round 12. Like that could potentially be on the cards. Um, but yeah. He's made what, like 140K yeah. or something? Yeah, well, he, he's done his job. Well, he started at what, 230, didn't he? So 230. he's. Yeah. Yeah, he's up to. He'll be up to about 400K now, I believe. Um, I think the issue is going to be like if you've got Nakarima, Katoa, uh, Sean, you've kind of got enough round 13 yeah. guys anyway. Um, so, yeah, it, it might make sense to move on um, from from Katoa if you care about 13. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the situation I'm in. Like, I've got Sean and both Dolphins halves. I can only play two of them. So, I mean, like, he's going to be 400K next week with a break even of, in the teens of about 16, something like that. So, yeah, if he has, like, another 30-point score, um, like, he's basically peaked at that point. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we can uh, talk about that in the future. Um, best PPM of the game, uh, Corey Harrower and I have played 13 minutes for 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good for you, Corey. Uh, just yeah, just come on, three offloads. See you later. And a tricep. Call that. That is effective, mate. Like that's what you like to yeah, see. That what a heat check. That's incredible. <laughs> then the opposite end of that, you had uh, Donahue there, one point in thirty-five minutes. Good job, mate. Six mm. tackles. What's the point of Donahue? Eh? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, not much else from this game. Hammer got a try, but still only thirty-six. And it's sort of strange. This seems like a game that would have suited him. Um, yeah, Hammer seems to be a weird, like, sliding door with Limuelu, right? Like, hmm. it seemed like uh, the Hammer just was scoring massive points, but he was scoring a lot of tries. And he did score a try last week. Maybe tries are just kind of part of his part game. Of his but, yeah, part absolutely. Of his but, um, yeah, I think Limuelu's looking nice now. Um, and I don't know, would you hmm. sell Hammer if you had him? Uh, it, it's certainly tempting. Yeah, probably... Yeah, I'd probably want to hang on to him until round 13, I suppose. Because he's going to be now. losing cash now. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting one. Um, All right, shall we move on to the Titans against Manly? And, Your mate, man. Your Captain, man. Captain David Fafita. I slapped the captaincy on him. I said on Tuesday I was thinking about it because he was due a try, and he finally got it. i tell you what, though. I, I'm not entirely sure it was a try. There might have been... Uh, I think it scraped a blade of grass. I don't know if it touched soil. It definitely scraped a blade of grass. I don't know if that counts, but I, I guess it does. Uh, yeah, were you in the bunker, mate? You couldn't hit try fast enough on that. I was, I was pressing the button for him, mate. Like, get, out, get out of the way, General. Try. Um, yeah, 77 points in 76 minutes. He's just he an absolute so beast. Good. He was so good. And, and just him, like, on the sideline, just, like, you know, proud of his work. Just got to have a little four-minute early shower, just smiling ear to ear. It's good to see this year. He's just, he even put a ball up, mate. He had 38 kick meters. Oh. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he seems like just an absolute shoe in for Origin, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Which is a shame, but he has just been phenomenal this year, and I'm so glad he got that try. Uh, I was too scared to put captain on him, and <laughs> I wish I did because um, it cost me, I don't know, 30 points. But, yeah, um, yeah I still have him, and it's phenomenal because I feel like he's still a slight pod. He is, yeah. Like, it, uh, I don't think he's that highly owned in like, uh, like the top end uh, of of players. Oh, I'll take a quick. Yeah, so he's twenty uh, percent in the top one hundred, fifteen percent in the top one thousand. So yeah, he is. He is a bit of a pod in that regard, for sure. Um, so yeah, pretty happy to own him. Um, but yeah, you're right, especially with Nano suspended and the cows going awful. He seems like a lock to be on the bench. I'd, I'd say for. Origin, he seems like the perfect guy to come on after 50 minutes for like Kirk Capewell and just run amok. Um, and uh, speaking of Origin, another you know, good score from Daily Cherry Evans, 66. That's what you want from him if you got him. Uh, Paseca, great score. Tanner Boyd, your man, another great score, 56 in 80 minutes. Yeah, only Boyd's going to make like, the worst 200K out of any out of any of my players, <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with it. Like, I don't know. Every, it feels like every, again, it feels like he's a bit of a pod. Um, mm. And he kind of just gets you know low low 50s high 40s and i don't really have to worry about him so <laughs> it's gone well yeah. for me at the moment with him yeah I, I wish i still had him i've got him in the overall team but i had to sell him uh, in the head-to-head team unfortunately but that's okay it's one we of move those on. ones where yeah it kind of made sense to move on for him from him yeah. um was it i was just thinking about when most people sold him was it around their buy time yeah, well, I sold him in round five just because I didn't have a hooker, <laughs> so I, I just needed. Yes. To, I, need, I, tra- I ended up trading him for Jaden Braley, which worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do though? You can't pick yeah, the ACLs. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's just going to make like you know two hundred k, which is kind of what we thought um, when we yeah. did all those articles on him preseason. Um, lots of people just had to sell him for various reasons, which made sense at the time. Yeah, well, it's nice to, uh, to be right on a Titans half for once. It's uh, third time lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was touch and go there for a while when he got benched or what was it? Did he get? Oh, he got hooked, didn't he? And then he got played hooker or something. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. seems like a distant memory. 
Yeah, bloody Holbrook, mate. Who knows? Um, Gerbo, good score, but Origin, stay away. My man, Big Mo. Um, yeah, 50, got a got some good updates in the end. Yeah, yeah, it's finished on two hundred meters. Um, yeah, geez, and I tell you what, like it was, uh, it was a Jekyll and Hyde um, sort of situation for Fodawaker because he played the entire first half and was on about nineteen points at halftime. He barely touched the ball in the first like ten minutes. Like uh, the Titans were defending for like the first ten minutes, and he was just doing the odd tackle and yeah, barely touched the ball because uh, like straight after that, um, after they were defending, Manly. Uh, I think it was Sipley got sent to the bin. Um, so the Titans were just shifting the ball side to side to try and exploit that, you know, overlap rather than going through the middle. So I, I think at halftime, Fodawaker was on about 20 metres. And then the second half, he was just an absolute weapon. So, yeah, he scored. Yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah, well, he scored, what, 34 points in 31 minutes in the second half and racked up, you know, about 170 metres, just monster stuff in the second half. And that's what I paid for. I'm very happy. I really like watching him play. So yeah, that's all. That yeah, just the minutes are kind of what you what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Out of him, um, just massive, and just lots of oh yeah, lots of different ways to score points. Um, yeah, that's probably a, like a low game, yeah. really. Well, if in honesty, there's a few missed tackles, um, an error, mm-hmm. um, six again infringement. Like yeah, that stuff isn't usually part of his game. So yeah, no yeah. goodbye. Yeah, oh, I'm really excited because, like, this was a new um, height for his minutes as well. And, like, if he's going to be playing 60 to 70 minutes a week, uh, he'll go close to averaging 60, especially during the origin period when Tino's out. And, because yeah. you know, Tino played 60 minutes as well this week. So, like, those minutes have to go somewhere. And we've seen Holbrook doesn't have really anyone, right, on the bench. No, um, yeah. Until yeah, Jamin Joel comes back in about, you know, five, six weeks, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Forgot about him. Yeah, I know it's been a while. Um, speaking of, uh, yeah, I was just about to say. Speaking of Titans on the bench, speaking Ooh. of Titans on the bench, Jaden Campbell, thirty-nine in thirty-nine minutes. Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm feeling like a, a straight swap from Sloan to Campbell's on the cards. If uh, Brimson's out, we we don't really have word yet. But um, mate, on a scale of one to very excited. How excited are you for Jaden Campbell? Oh, I can't wait to get him in. Yeah, he'll be the first the first trade, I think. It sounds like AJ's hamstring is pretty bad. Um any hamstring is bad, but especially with him, I don't know. I just I just don't trust it. Um so yeah, I'll be getting JC for sure. Yeah, for sure, mate. Uh he's he's definitely on my watch list. Hopefully we get some news on Brimson uh, sooner rather than later because he's he's done his other hammy now. Um, his original injury yeah. was on his left hammy. Now it's on the right. So it was the other hammy, but I don't know. I I just know from um, the inner physio that he always says even a minor hammy is two to four weeks. Um, and mm. yeah, from all accounts, it sounds worse than that. But again, it would be nice to see some mail. So keep an eye on yeah, that. For certain, I think anything longer than five weeks, it's wheels up. Um, you know, because like I saw the physio saying as well, like hamstring uh, re-injury rates isn't you know just solely isolated to the hamstring you injured he was using this as the example of that like if you injure a hammy you're also likely to do the other one too so yeah yeah very interesting and and with someone like that why would you rush him back either you know Mm. like you've got Jaden campbell um you've got yeah brimson's great but like yeah i think let him heal and but yeah we'll see over the course of the week i'm sure Absolutely. Um, Cam Pereira, good game, got his two tries. It's what he needs to crack 40, and he's, and he's oh, done that. He's the worst person to own, but the best person to have in your 21, literally your 21 spot. <laughs> um, yeah, I managed to keep him, um, so he might make another accidental few K for me if I decide to keep him. Um, he'll have a lowish break even, I guess. Yep, absolutely. Mm, great. Um, and for manly side of the ball, manly side of the ball, what, anything else to talk? I guess. Oh, geez, I guess we got to mention uh, Sipley. A lot of people were very interested in him after back-to-back forty-five minute weeks off the bench. Um, this week he gets a sin bin and only plays seventeen minutes, and now he's looking at a few weeks on the sideline. It's just absolutely brutal. Yeah, and um, cruel mistress. Yeah, he's uh, he's looking like an easy sell to to be the Totola if you did jump on into onto him. So. Yeah, geez, just rough luck. Um, all right, and so the game everybody loved, the West Tigers, 12, Penrith Panthers, 8. Mate, <laughs> just... Taylor's oldest time, eh? The, oh. the first win in 
a year for Luke Brooks's beating the <laughs> last year's premiers. It's Mate, the Appy Coruscant revenge game. He, he was oh. back. <laughs> he was really good. He was really good. Just a horrible game in Bathurst, though, wasn't it? Like conditions wise. Oh yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of the uh, the World Club Challenge, the like Panthers yeah, game yeah. against St Helens. It, it just it just seems like the weather is like this gr- the great equaliser. Like when you get this torrential rain, you know these uh, teams with elite attacks just it slows them down and they just can't do as much. And yeah, the Tigers were able to take advantage of that. It's a great effect, um, but still, even with the Panthers only scoring eight points, great scores from uh, some of their guys. Like you know Nathan Cleary still put up a sixty five. It could have been a lot more if he didn't. Just completely butcher that try. Mm. He was through. He was through, and then yeah, just popped out. Um, Isaiah Yo with a fifty-eight as well. Dylan Edwards. A lot of people were talking about selling him, but if you held on to him, you got rewarded with a fifty-eight. Um, yeah, Clemmer and Brooks with fifties. Uh, Hosking another okay score. Played eighty minutes this week, which is what you want to see. And uh, I think John Bateman as well needs to be on the watch list of forty-six and eighty minutes. Um, I think he's well and truly on my watch list as a guy who could. Uh, Potentially be a buy. He's been somewhat impressive. Um, but I think maybe the talking point of this game is Jareem Buller, 43 mm. points, 80 minutes, and he looked really good. Um, the main reason I, I switched, because I originally was planning on buying Buller this week, but you know, like I saw the weather in Bathurst was supposed to be awful, and he's playing you know one of the best teams in the comp, and I was like, geez, this could be you know 10 points if I'm lucky. So I'm, I'm just going to grab Greg. I know he's going to get 40 minutes, and he'll probably give me 40. Obviously, I'm not unhappy with my decision, but... Um, Geez, Buller just looked great, and I think he's one I'm going to look at getting in this week. But yeah, did, did you end up jumping on the uh, Dream? No, I think mine was even worse in that I decided to pick Granville. Over him. Oh, no, <laughs> which um, which is just not great. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, Buller was excellent. I think we said he was our buyer of the week. Um, it's just unfortunate neither of us got on. Um, but yeah, that's absolutely everything you wanted to see from a um rookie fullback um got a try saver on cleary which is just phenomenal um yeah no he looked great uh and i don't know how much is he gonna go up and annoying be, that's yeah sure. i think you'll be but, about 280 290 yeah, something like that that's still yeah. that's still pretty still good. affordable like, yeah yeah for sure um we've got a lot of yeah like sloan sloan's probably a sell isn't he like Mm. Maybe. Yeah. The only thing in Sloan's favour is that he does play round 13, I guess, if you want to. Yeah, Tigers have another buy, don't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, anyway. outside of that. Um, I think Hosking was still good. Like 51 tackles yeah. is pretty nice and like no attacking stats at all. I think he's back to 80 minutes. I don't know. Was that potentially because of injury? Um, I'm has not got sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, Hosking only had 36 metres, I guess, is the main concern. of just a bit of a yeah. slug game from him. It's just tackling the entire time. But They were just a um, bit clunky, though, the Panthers, I think. Yeah, um, they were. Yeah, Cleary was quite lucky to get to 65, I thought. But I'll take it. Yeah, I'm not too sure what I'd do with Hosking. Uh, this might be a question for Mark on Tuesday, um, like if I owned him. Because like the question, cause he's made a stack of cash now. So I guess the question is, like, is he a keeper? Because um, that's... If not, you'd probably want to you know, upgrade if you can, but I guess he's not urgent either. Yeah, I, I tend to think he's just one of those guys that you can keep kind of like a Elias Preston. Katoa, but yeah. Yo, Preston, we'll get there. I'm not ready to talk <laughs> about Preston yet. I thought he was going to be a key for me. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, geez. And it was just uh, a bit of a. I don't know, uninteresting un- fantasy game, I guess. Sonny Luke got sin bins. Still 26 points, though, is fine. Um, yeah. Don't think there's anything else in this game. I think we can move on to onto the Sunday games, which were even worse. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's start with uh, the Wars up against the Roosters in just more torrential rain. Um, unfortunately, the Wars couldn't score any points. But yeah, the Roosters end up winning fourteen to nothing. Um, Nat Butcher, good, both Butchers, the Butchers, put up great scores. Vanilla uh, Blake, GC played huge minutes. Um, Joey Manu, decent. Uh, I think there's been a few updates into this game as well. Yeah, footy stats got him at sixty-four, which is pretty nice um, for yeah, Manu. Wow. And nice. yeah, strapped to fifty-four, forward up to forty-five. Um, yeah, you take yeah. those. Yeah, cheese for sure. I mean, she's on forty-two. Yeah, 
something like that. He unfortunately had his day ended early with a HIA, but still yeah. a good score. Um, yeah, 64 foot Manu. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Great stuff. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, I think everyone's happy with the Manu buy so far. I think, uh, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think he's going anywhere either. Like the Roosters are now 2 and 0. Um, Sam Walker, I think, I think he scored a try today in reserve grade, but, you know, that reserve grade side hasn't won a game since he came in either. So, um, I don't know if he's knocking the door down. I, I guess maybe the wild card is Momorowski got injured, but like, does Hutchinson just come in or do they promote someone else? I, I don't know. I don't think that's maybe a cat. I don't think that's a catalyst for Manu moving back. Um, yeah, you said something about the press conference, right? That um, Robert gave earlier in the week. Yeah, well, he seems like this was uh, going to be a, a fairly like a not a short term thing is what is the impression I got, and and it was more just reading between the lines of uh, him just wanting Manu to get his hands on the ball a little bit more, and, and like I think this is what we what I said when we uh, when Manu first got named at five eight, it was more just not so much uh, Sam Walker not deserving to be in first grade, obviously. Robinson's touched on some things he thinks Walker's need, needs to work on, but um, I think it's more just a case of he wants his best players getting involved a little bit more. And Joey Manu is world class, I think. So I think it's been a, a fairly smart decision thus far. Um, speaking of world class, maybe not so much at the moment. James Tedesco, uh, another another mid forty score. Um, it's just it's not danger signs, but it's you know, I don't know. You'd like to see a boom game from him soon, wouldn't you? Yeah, I almost wish I hadn't got him. And then, you know, with the news of Manu um, being in the heart, in the spine, it's just uh, just a much better option. And you you don't really want both. I don't think it's fine. It's fine. Like he looked okay for portions of the game. You know, he was bouncing around and doing his you know hard to tackle stuff. But human pinball, yeah, stuff. just needs some more needs some more attacking stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, cheese is gone off to hospital with his neck pain, which is yeah, yeah, that's concerning. concerning. Um, so let's just wait and see mm. on that. Hopefully he's okay, poor fella. Yeah, uh, uh, mate, hopefully for our sake he's okay. I'm going to be playing Jake Cranville as my hooker next week if that's the case. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully it's not like a Yeah, for someone doing as like well that. as you have. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm worried about. Um, yeah, your hooker stuff's been uh, <laughs> been interesting. I've been, I've been cursed this year. It's been fun. Get Tanner Boyd, mate. He's a gun. Yeah. Oh, mate. I, I guess on the bright side, though, the Roosters don't play until next week. And that, I don't think there's much to talk about from the Roosters other than stick Angus Crichton on the watch list, 28 and 50 minutes. If he can get back to 80 minutes, he'll be a, a roaring buy at some stage, I'd say. Um, yeah, just out of that, onto the Warriors, yeah, AFB 65 and 75. Yeah, Karen was pretty average. Yeah, 42 and 70 minutes. Probably be a bit disappointed if he jumped on, especially with the trap potential there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about the Warriors too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jackson Ford is kind of yeah, he's kind of just yeah. I guess he had a relatively good game, um, but yeah, I think he's basically peaked as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I sold him on the Fodder Waker this week, and I can't say I'm too disappointed. Um, I think it's fine if you want to hang on to him, but yeah, I think he's basically close to peak now, like you said. Um, Bunty was okay, but yeah. Ale was the better one here. 39 and 39 minutes as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anyone here from the Warriors you want to talk about, mate? The your team, anyone? Any rants? Any uh, GWZ uh, slander you want to you want to throw <laughs> this week? Uh, no, I think I got it all. I think I got it all out last week. Uh, he was just nowhere today at fullback. It was just infuriating. Um, but it looks like Chance might be back next week, which will be good for the Warriors um, and good if you have chance in your team. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to discuss for the Warriors. Yeah, that chance situation's weird because he did have a concussion because uh, like we said on the Tuesday pod, like he did have a concussion a few weeks ago, which in theory should rule him out, but like maybe because that concussion was before the protocol came in, like maybe that's why he's a chance next week. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. Um, but yeah, the final game of the round, and man, I don't even want to talk about this game. I sort of hated this game. 
Uh, it was just a diabolical fantasy game for anyone not named Jack for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Jack DeBellin, 74. Or Jake. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Jack, Jack and Jake. But not Jacob. Um, Jack DeBellin. <laughs> <Yeah>, no. <laughs> Jack DeBellin, 75 points in 80 minutes. Huge. Um, we've been shouting him from the rooftop for a couple of weeks as well. Massive. Yeah, just huge. He, he's he's seeming like a must for overall coaches, I think, um, you know, with that round 13. And playing 80 minutes. Um, another origin half, Ben Hunt went really well. Uh, Zach Lomax back to good score and looking like a good, you know, cheap center option if you need someone. Like if you need to offload an Alamotti to another center, he seems like a good guy. Um, Jack Bird, okay, 41 in 80 minutes. The Couchman got a try, but still only 22 in 31 minutes. How you, oh, how you feeling on the couch? couch? Yeah, how you feeling on Leisure Boy? Mm, not great. <laughs> not great, but I feel like I've got more pressing concerns than him. He's firmly in my AMGs. <sighs> yeah. Cross that bridge when we get to it. Sloan was annoying. Yeah, he's he had a very Reese Walsh-like score, didn't he? Like when he doesn't get those try involvements. He did. It's going to be a, a team yeah. score, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's looking like a straight swap for Jaden Campbell, potentially, if you're not concerned about round 13, um, which is would be incredible. Incredible trade, I think. Um, yeah. Any other dragons you want to touch on before we get onto the elephant in the room? Uh, <laughs> no, I'll let you lead off, mate. <laughs> the Canterbury Bulldogs, um, obviously, they picked up a slim win here, eighteen to sixteen. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel a little bit dirty here. Tavita Pangai Jr., 16 points in 47 minutes. Um, the completely opposite of his regular PPM. He had 20 points in negatives. Uh, not a single offload. The only offload he threw resulted in a try to the Dragons. Um, yeah, just <laughs> diabolical stuff. And I don't know, like, I want to yeet him to the moon. But, like, at the same time, like, I knew this when I bought him was a real possibility. <laughs> and he's getting so cheap yeah. now that, like, he's going to get to a point where, if I didn't own him, I'd be like, wow, I've got to buy Pangai at, you know, 500K, don't I? Like, <laughs> oh, man. And, and, like, the thing with Pangai is, like, you ride the roller coaster, you, you just, it just feels like there's a boom game around the corner, doesn't it? Doesn't there? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's upsetting. This is, <laughs> it's just used a lot of interchanges. And this is the Pangai that we saw a bit last year, wasn't it? Or was it the year before? Um, yeah, more more interchanges than fantasy points. Yeah, I think I'm, they, the, uh, the dogs play the first game of Magic Round, so I think I might just stick him in 18 this week and loop him. I think that's the, the play. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, it was a shame you couldn't loop him this week, mate. Yeah, no, it's annoying, but that's all right. We, we move on. Um, bloody pango, though. Pull your finger out, mate. Start throwing some offloads. Um, but on the opposite end of that, some some good forward chat here. Uh, Raymond Vitello Mariner, 60 minutes at lock, 58 points um, for 400K. Jeez, um, he's edge only, but he's got to be talked about, doesn't he? Uh, King's gone for what about? Four weeks or something, five weeks. Um, Ryan Sutton's injured. He's going to be about 420K next week with a break even in the teens. Um, is Raymond on your radar? Yeah, I think so. Um, a shame he doesn't have mid, but I expect they'll clear that up in round 13, but you never know with fan hub. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a it's a good one to look at. Um, Sutton is hurt, right? As well, is that? Yeah, Gus said on Twitter, he's uh, it doesn't seem serious. Like he he said, like a, a like a knee bruise or something like that. So I'm guessing it would be like mm. a week or two type thing. But I mean, even even before uh, Max King's injury, Sutton wasn't playing particularly big minutes anyway. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, Harrison Edwards played 60 minutes, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you've definitely got to chuck Raymond on the on the watch list because he was only playing about 40 minutes yeah, prior sure. to that. But, yeah. Mm. just It's just an interesting price point anyway for the for the minutes. Um, Reed Barney put up a decent score, 51. Matt Burton, okay, 43. Jacob Preston, 34 points. Unfortunately, had the HIA. Um what are you? What are you feeling with Preston, mate? Are you? Are you? Uh, are you about to walk the ledge here? Are you thinking about selling? Are you going to hang on to him? What are your thoughts around Jacob? He's uh, he's probably not 
urgent is he like mm. his break even is not going to be catastrophic um but yeah i don't know perhaps he's not the keeper that i thought he might be um yeah we shall see i think yeah i've got no issues if people want to sell him i think that's probably where i'm leaning at the moment mm. yeah especially with the price and he doesn't play round 13 either like he, he does seem like a probably like a decent trade for overall coaches but Mm. Yeah, something we can think about. Um, Kyle Lopu had his debut, uh, 21 points in 48 minutes, came on, played in the halves. Josh Reynolds moved into the middle. I think that's what we wanted to see. Hopefully he ends up in the starting squad sooner rather than later because he's yeah, he's looking like a, a decent buy. Um, if he can't get that mm. squad, uh, I think, yeah, he's he's looking like a great cheapie. It's just a matter of when, I think, for, for Kyle. Um, yeah, anything else here with the dogs you want to discuss before we wrap it up? No, I think Alamotti is probably a sell now, isn't he? He's not going to be playing 13. Um, yeah. Yeah, he already had a kind of close to 40 break even, and that's going to even go up next week. So happy to move on from him. Um, but, yeah, no, I think um, tough Yeah, tough game for the Bulldogs fantasy guys, really, wasn't it? Yeah, just brutal game. Um, and one I want to quickly forget about, and I'm going to move on to round 10. We've got yeah. Magic Round coming up. Um, we could start working Ooh. on some trade plans, hopefully get some more green arrows. Uh, the amateurs here are, are flying here at Amateurs HQ. Um, any early trade thoughts this week, Rob? Any, anything jumping out to you? Definitely Tapney and oh, possibly Murray. Yeah. Those are my two guys I'd like to get Heinz in for potentially. Maybe like Corsborough, something like that. That'd be nice yeah. if I can swing that. Yeah. Um, not sure. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm looking at Cam Murray out as well, I think, but we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Like, I need some news on uh, Brimson because I'm looking at Sloan to Campbell, I think is a good one. Obviously, yes. I've got Frizzell yeah, and yeah, Frizzell and Miller on a bye this week. Not great, but at least Payne Haas back in the squad. So, yeah, well, I think world's my oyster, mate. I've got uh, 270K in the bank to spend. So, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a war war chest there, but yeah, um, shopping spree, man. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'll be looking. I'll be. I'll be Sounds sh- like Heinz money to me. <laughs> Look out, mate! I'm nine and zero now in the, in the hurt locker. I'm, I'm I'm coming for. Uh, oh, I think I got a win finally. Mark got a win too. God, it's got to be one of the best one of the best leagues, eh? Oh, mate, it's competitive, isn't it? It's very competitive. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's competitive. Well, you know, for some. For the rest of it. Yeah, competitive for some, you know, like I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You must just have it on easy mode, mate. I don't know. I don't know what, what you got. Yeah, I guess, mate. Like, you know, like I, I got to play you last week, so that helped. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Um, all right. I think that'll do us. Uh, we've, we've wasted enough of your <laughs> Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, thanks so much for joining. Um, you'll see, you'll listen to the sultry tones of regular Rob, hopefully Mark back again. He's uh, he's off getting married this week, but hopefully you'll tune in for Tuesday and myself as well. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Love you guys. Stop. Cool. Oh. <sighs>